Welcome to Kuma and Friends at the Movies. We're going to be talking about Disney's 2020 film Mulan. My guest today is Irfan once again. Hi, Irfan. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Not too bad, man. Uh, we had a really nice episode last time around with Tenet, so I'm looking forward to this one as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to diving into Mulan. Uh, it's always great having you on and you know talking about films. So yeah, without further ado, let's let's get into it. So Mulan, as I'm sure most of our listeners would know, is um, is a Chinese uh, folk tale legend that was originally made in 1998 by Disney. I mean, the legend existed way before, obviously, but Disney had done the animated original in 1998. Trend that Disney has been doing, uh, remaking a lot of their animated classics like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Jungle Book. They decided to also do Mulan. Thing is that initially when I saw the trailer and I heard about this film being made, I was genuinely a bit more excited. Because I could tell that they were looking to do some things different. It was not, you know, like what they did with Jungle Book or Lion King, where it was just a frame-to-frame copy-paste type uh, of a remake. So when I saw the trailer and the announcement of the film, I had a little bit more hopes. Because there are people out there who who really enjoyed the the live-action remakes that Disney has been doing the last few years. I, for one, have not been a huge fan of them. For the simple fact that as a kid, as I'm sure you as well, uh, and many of our listeners out there grew up watching the original. So I guess that just holds a, a closer place to our hearts. I'm trying to remove that biasness as well out, out of the picture. And speaking of which, there are some issues and some controversies regarding this film, which I will address. The actor who played Mulan made some comments uh, against the Hong Kong protesters. And this film was filmed near uh, the detainment camp of the Uyghur. Uh, Muslims who are being held against their will in, in in China. So this film seems to have been plagued with some issues. But all of that being said, they, they there has been a lot of effort from hundreds of creatives, actors, you know, designers, all kinds of artists. So we we will try to respect the like putting all of those politics aside. We will try to respect the film as what it is as a piece of cinema. We cannot blame the people involved, all the people involved in production for a political uh, thing that's happening in China. So, yeah, so I, at least I feel, and I'm sure Irfan will be, do the same, we will try to be unbiased in that way from a political aspect, look at this film as, as a piece of cinema uh, without pulling any punches and without unnecessarily ragging on it either. So, um, Irfan, you know, you, you want to go ahead and, and, and share your initial thoughts about the film or, or you know, your initial impressions? Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, the thing that most people need to know when they go into this movie is that obviously compared to the other remakes that Disney has been making, this isn't just a live action remake. This is a mm-hmm. retelling of the Hu Mulan legend. What they've done over here is they've changed a lot of narrative beats. Uh, there are different elements introduced over here. So if you're going into this thinking that it's a shot-for-shot remake like some of the other Disney live-action remakes, you're not going to get that. It's slightly different. Uh, right. And for me, at least in principle, that's what I want Disney to do. I want Disney to share new stories with us. Uh, bring these live-action adaptations should be 
essentially there should be a different uh, way of bringing these stories to life and not just a shot for shot remake. But uh, I feel like they've done this with this film compared to say last year's uh, Lion King, which was pretty much a shot for shot remake. And I know that I personally haven't seen that movie, but I know a lot of people were not very happy because they said they thought that there was no point in having something that's a better souped up version of a classic movie from the 90s. And it wasn't so, even a live action I, remake was, and drawn animation to CG. So it was like, it was just a... I think yeah. they were trying to aim for live action graphic, mm-hmm. like you know, realism. reality of that uh, computer generated. I mean, the CGI was supposed to be, uh, it was very mm-hmm. close to photorealistic. Uh, it was going for a photorealistic look. Uh, Correct. Yeah. And that's uh, so, so it was just that, but otherwise, uh, narratively, it was the exact same movie as the animated one. Mm-hmm. So this is a retelling, so that's a good start. Uh, but I feel like this movie will not be as resonant with the people who like the original. Now, I have seen the original film, but I watched it a long while ago. So, I, for me as a guy growing up, I had my uh, uh, the Disney Renaissance era was a great period, and there were a lot of great movies Hercules, Tarzan. Toy Story, a lot of these movies were coming out around that time. So I have my favorites in them. This one obviously was pretty resonant with, uh, especially with little girls, I believe, during their formative years. So I believe that this movie holds a very special place for them. For me, I've only watched it once before. And I did actually view the original uh, again after watching this retelling. And I do have an opinion on that, which I will share in a bit. But I can see that the fans of the original might not like this movie because Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of liberties with the narrative and story beats. And the original animated one had a better message overall than this one. And, and, And I think the last thing that I can probably talk about the movie, just like my gut reaction besides, you know, the fact that just establishing the fact that this is a retelling and that this might not be movie that the uh, the fans of the original like. I think this was technically a very well-made film, though. Um, it's quite competently shot, beautifully composed, quite well-directed. Uh, there's uh, The action sequences are quite well done. I don't know how to compare that to an animated movie. Obviously, an, the artistry that goes into a an hand-drawn 2D animation movie is completely different. It's a completely different way to a benchmark to judge it versus a live action movie but by live action standards this was a well-made movie and that's pretty much all i got out of my first uh viewing of this movie yeah and honestly like all the points that you brought up are completely valid and and i definitely agree pretty much with everything that you said Uh, the only thing i would say is that for me the original had a massive impact to me personally um as a young kid, and then I watched it again a few times as a teenager and as a young adult. And then, just like you, I saw it again after we saw it uh, in the cinema. I mean, just to our listeners out there, this film was released on Disney Plus on September 4th. But in other regions where they have opened cinemas in, in a limited capacity, they've actually released this film in cinema. So Irfan and I were actually uh, lucky to have watched it uh, in a big screen uh, rather than you know watching it at home uh, on digital. That did, I guess, have a bigger impact and then a more immersive experience because this film is very beautiful. Like, as you said, some great set pieces, 
a great costumes. It's very colorful. So watching on a big screen does impact. And I feel like someone watching it at home, I mean, even if you have like a 50 inch television at home, and if you don't have like a 5.1 surround sound kind of setup, the immersive experience is just not there. So in that way, the film definitely uh, was a step in the right, right direction compared to the others. I have seen Lion King. We also saw Aladdin together. Not impressed. I walked out like, you know, it was they were basically very forgettable films. I would definitely watch rewatch the older animated uh, originals and classics rather than watching the remake at any time. Like it was just a one-time watch, and okay, I'm not going to remember this. The original did. I mean, I think what I loved about the original is because it was the first Disney animated film to have uh, a quote-unquote Disney princess, but not be a princess. She's not a damsel in distress. She doesn't need a prince to save her. She just does things because she needs to, because she feels that she has the calling. Like she, uh, she enlists in the army because she doesn't want her father to get hurt or die. So she decides, I'm going to cut my hair and I'm going to, you know, pretend to be a man and serve in the army because that's what I need to do. You know, in other moments throughout the film, she wanted to do that. So the original had a lot of points where. It resonated with all people, all kids and all, all people of all ages. So that is something that I loved about the original, which, of course, this film does talk about. My impression of the film is what you said, like it didn't hold a, a candle to my impression of the original, but it was beautiful and it did a lot of things right. The film is directed, and that's why I guess I was also quite excited uh, when it was going to be released. It's directed by uh, Nikki Caro. She is uh, a director from New Zealand. She did uh, two very great films in the past, uh, Whale Rider and uh, North Country. So I had a lot of hopes for this film because she is a, a very strong uh, director and she does some really good intense material and puts it on screen in, in, in a very uh, competent way. The, also the fact that, I mean, I think this is something that you also uh, pointed out before, Irfan, uh, when we spoke about it, um, about the cast uh, in, in the film. Do you want to uh, elaborate on that? Uh, yeah, I, I think um, the casting is pretty solid. Uh, I think they got proper Asian actors and not just Asian American actors. They got like Asian actors mm -hmm. from China to uh, be part of this movie. And there, there are some very well-known actors in this movie, such as Donnie Yen uh, and mm. uh, Jet Li. Uh, Jet Li is almost unrecognizable in a role that I don't want to disclose, but uh, I was kind of shocked to even find out that he was in this movie. And so I feel like um, in terms of casting, they did a pretty good job with this movie uh, and in terms of representing Asian actors. Regarding the cast, I mean, there, as you said, there are a lot of uh, Chinese actors, but uh, one little Easter egg for the original fans, there's a small scene, that, no spoilers or anything, original voice actor of Mulan in 1998, uh, Ming-Na Wen, she has a small little cameo in this film, kind of a blink and you miss it kind of scene, but it was just like a little uh, cute little Easter egg that uh, you had, you know, the original Mulan and then the 2020 Mulan kind of on screen at the same time. It was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. So it is good to have representation of the right kind when, when you're uh, making a film, a live action film of sorts. It's made very competently. It doesn't jump out in a very unique way where you remember specific scenes all too much. It is fun. You don't feel the length. The pacing is good. 
but I, I would say a person who's not watched the the animated original would probably like this more. A person who holds it dear to their heart would probably not enjoy this as much, which I think is a good point to bring up in regards to the music and songs. So the original had some very memorable songs that um, a lot of people, you know, still, you know, hum and sing or quote to this day or even, you know, make memes about or something. Um, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't have that many songs. I think there were like four songs in total in the whole, in the 1998 classic. But all of those four songs, for me at least, were, were quite memorable and, you know, really enjoyable. And just, you know, when you're a kid, it sticks in your head for one reason. When you're an adult, it sticks in your head for a different reason. It's, it's, it's one of those songs, I mean, on one, it's, it's, it, it's a group of songs that really grow on you. And for different reasons, it's, it, you know, it's got layers to it in a way. And regarding that, so in this film, there are no songs. They, mm-hmm. they completely removed any, any song that was in here. However, they do one kind of cool thing. They take the tunes, a couple of tunes from the songs, just the instrumental parts, and they kind of play it as little tidbits, little homage to certain scenes throughout the film. So I, I did like that because when the tune of Reflections was playing, I was like, oh, oh. So I, w- I knew like before watching the film that there were not going to be any songs. But when I heard the tune, I, there was a part of me that I expected the, a song would come up. It didn't. So it's, it's a little thing to kind of, again, please fans of you know, the originals. Because if you've not seen the original, you would just look at this as just another musical score. And not a musical score encompassing aspects of the original. They did also bring back Christina Aguilera, who I haven't listened to or heard any of her songs in quite a while. <laughs> like she did the in the in the nineteen eighty eight version, she did the song Reflections, and they got her back to do it as well. And again, it doesn't play in the film; it pay, plays in the during the credits. So they did bring back Christina Aguilera to re-record the song Reflections, and she also. I, I don't remember the other song. She did a second song, which is an original made for just this film, but I don't recall the, the title uh, of it. I think that was kind of cool because they wanted to remove the songs. I mean, that was a creative decision, so that's fine. But they replaced it, still trying to you know, keep up with the original, try to you know, keep up with that uh, nostalgia, I guess, especially for fans of the original. Um, so I, I think that was a, a good way that they incorporate for the music and, and the songs but yeah i mean what did you think Erfan? i mean like i said uh this wasn't uh my most cherished disney renaissance film for me Correct. it was probably tarzan and toy story so mm-hmm. i have as strong of um, affinity towards the songs as you do judging this purely basis uh, purely based on its cinematic merits uh, I thought that the production design in this movie was pretty amazing. I liked a lot of the costumes. I liked a lot of the sets that they have. You could mm-hmm. clearly see uh, that that $200 million budget that this movie had in quite a few places. Uh, there were parts that the CGI looked a little dodgy here and there where you could see the green screen evident. But for mm-hmm. the most part i was pretty impressed with the production design you could tell that this was a big blockbuster budget given to a movie that is predominantly an asian cast so i really appreciate that and um, i think i later on read about the fact that most of the production crew is actually uh, a female production crew so not only just the director but also like the dop and uh, a lot of the 
lighting people. Uh, a lot of uh, a, a, a huge part of the production crew is actually women who shot this mm -hmm. film. So I think that's quite nice. Uh, I appreciate representation of uh, whatever sort, whether it's for you know for gender representation or whether it's race. So it's good to know that this movie had that. So overall, uh, yeah, very very well made movie and uh, very competently shot and it looked great because of good production design and uh, yeah that's about it okay yeah uh, there were some of the sets some specifically that really stood out and i did enjoy which is why i said watching it on the big screen was a treat that we were able to uh, experience and not many people probably have yeah I, I think the film had a beautiful color palette it didn't feel like they were toning down the colors in any way they they wanted to make sure that everything popped out which is good because there are a lot of you know reds and yellows and you know things just like really popping out uh onto the screen so i really enjoyed that i think uh at this point we should talk a little bit in terms of not the 1998 original because they do deviate in plot but a little bit about this where you know some differences so there will be some minor spoilers ahead uh, we're not going to be talking about you know the absolute end or the climax of the film but we are we are going to be talking about some key changes and key moments that this film uh made compared to 1998 if you don't want any spoilers you know this is this is the this is the warning the biggest change which i think people already know even by watching the trailer is um the exclusion of mushu so mushu was like you know, he was he was like the genie from Aladdin. He was that kind of a sidekick in, in Mulan in 1998. And uh, it was played by Eddie Murphy. And, you know, he was just the kind of a comic relief character and the sidekick character. And he was funny. He was enjoyable, obviously. Feels very out of place for a Chinese epic. It was, yeah, it, it just added a different, you know, tone and, and comedy because it was it was an animated film from the 90s. So I can understand why they wanted to remove him from this film because that they were not going for that kind of a tone go a little bit more gritty a little bit more dark a little bit more grounded so i can understand them removing him from the for the comedy aspect but i do feel like the film has a little bit of a flat tone because of that like there's not many jokes i, I know that you and i had a little inside joke when watching the film but that was just because for us but in general the film felt very one note emotionally i feel like maybe if they had a little bit more i mean they didn't have to have a small tiny red dragon as a comic relief but they could have had something to bring a little bit more life into the tone of the film because i felt it was a little bit a little bit too flat for me but yeah i mean what are your thoughts because that, that's i think one of the biggest changes they made you know removing mushu and adding a phoenix which i mean i can't even say that's a replacement because the phoenix addition in this movie is more just uh it's symbolic mushu in the original was not symbolic he he was a natural character and he was like trying to push Mulan at times when she needed kind of that motivation and, you know, literally like drag her out of bed and brush her teeth and stuff. And in this, the Phoenix is more like, I will guide you to where you need to go. It was more like a symbolic thing. What do you think, Irfan, about the exclusion of Mushu? I mean, like you just said, uh, I think obviously the exclusion of Mushu meant that they were taking a completely different approach tonally with this movie. So they were going mm -hmm. for something that was a little bit more realistic, a little bit more darker as well, I would say. Uh, and so mm -hmm. some of the exclusions kind of make sense in that, in that context. Uh, Mushu mm -hmm. was, was almost like a slapstick character, right? 
And so I feel like uh, they thought that there was no point in including that with this existing tone of the movie. Uh, and they also removed a, a lot of the slapstick comedy elements from um, when they're talking to the um, marriage uh, uh, counselor person that uh, Mulan goes to or the person. Like the matchmaker, matchmaker, basically. Yeah, matchmaker, yeah. not the marriage yeah. counselor. So the matchmaker, <laughs> when they go to her. Uh, so they removed a lot of slapstick comedy from that part of the movie as well. So right. clearly they're going for a different uh, tonal approach. And what they did also was they added some elements that are a bit darker. So they changed a couple of things. Uh, this is kind of entering into spoiler territory, but uh, the hawk, which was uh, which was kind of like just an animal on the on the main villain in the in the original. Uh, I forgot the name of the main villain. Do you remember? Uh, Sha- Shao Kahn or something like that? I no, no, Sha- Shao Kahn is Mortal Kombat. Uh, no, it was uh, something Kahn, but anyway, yeah. So so the, the, the hawk became into uh, uh, a witch. So a witch that can shapeshift into animals, obviously, and back to witch. Mm-hmm. And they had like the subplot about this witch being not accepted by the community. And so the only way for her to move and to be accepted is to help this uh, the villain out in the movie. This change, I'm not too sure how I feel about it. Uh, it makes sense tonally with the, with the movie, but uh, I feel like she became too much of, a, uh, of an easy way out for the villain. Like I almost felt that it was too convenient. For, uh, it, the villain could almost make all the things happen for him by using her. Uh, he could easily get rid of the emperor. So it made a lot of things um, like a, a little bit of a stretch in your imagination uh, when it's not, it's difficult for him to achieve things because the witch is such an all powerful being as a shapeshifter that you're almost questioning that, okay, so it feels like all these plot elements are contrived because the witch could possibly totally do that, but they're just holding her back and they're not really telling what she is capable of doing and what she isn't capable of doing. And then throwing this extra layer to it where she is doing everything just because she feels unaccepted. Whereas she's so powerful that she could easily be the main villain herself. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the addition of the witch in this new version of Mulan. So, so that, and then another thing that they also changed was uh, you had a much more clear love interest in the original, and here it's kind of still is there, but they, it's not the captain who was uh, was Mulan's love interest in the original animated movie. They kind of changed things around because they had to get Donnie Yen, and then he would not be age appropriate for the Chinese actress that they had right. in this movie. So uh, they they made these changes. I don't know if they're these changes. I mean, obviously they make it different and fine. They're going for their own thing with this movie, but I don't know if these changes made it a better movie or not. And one of the things that actually I feel uh, were probably made, which were probably like a debt to the detriment of this movie is. Uh, this overarching idea of Mulan just being a very gifted, almost in a supernatural kind of way, uh, with with this ability to kind of be very athletic and warrior-like. The thing that it takes away from is the fact that in the original, Mulan was supposed to be 
this girl who, this, uh, a very normal Chinese girl who, despite all the odds, stood up for her family and took a stand and, uh, and got consigned in the army to take her father's position and uh, went through all the brutal training in order to, you know, show that a woman can uh, be just as capable as a man. And I think that, right. as a, from a messaging perspective, is so much more stronger than saying that Mulan was already gifted to begin with. So yeah, I, the I, film basically is like, you are special, therefore you can do it. Whereas the original is like, a woman can do anything a man can do whether it is fighting in the army, whether it is standing up for your family, standing up for honor and trust and bravery. This film just made it seem like for a woman, for a woman to do that, you, you need to be beyond, you know, uh, again, don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, you need to be something special. I can see what they were trying to do, but it just comes across the wrong way. Like it works in a film like Star Wars, like, okay, you're special, you're, you're gifted, you're, you have the force, but in a film like this, where it's, I mean, the film, the original, it was meant to be sort of like a woman empowerment animated film. You know, it's supposed to show you, like we've talked about, not a damsel in distress, right? That a woman yeah, can I mean, take care of herself. If you think about it, Mulan is technically one of the Disney princesses, but as a Disney princess, she's actually a warrior. So that whole perception yeah. of a Disney princess just is shook up in that sense. And not only just that, it's also Mulan actually kills a lot of people in the original animated movie as well. And in this is, one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dark. The original, the, the 1998 animated film, like if I have a daughter, I would show her that. I would not show her this. I mean, that, that for me sums up like, what, which one do I feel is a stronger film? That's it. Like if I have a daughter, I would show her the 1998 animated film, even if she's a little bit older. Not because it's animated, but because I think she would connect with it more. And I feel like it has better messages in it that you don't need to be a superhero to, to be strong and stand up for what you believe in. Because in the original, it's Mulan just using her brain and getting out of tough situations and, and using her, her intelligence, not, not using superpowers. But yeah, I mean, and there were a couple of other minor changes, like the cricket in the original is not here at all. Which is fine. I mean, he was he, he was not a character that had dialogue anyway in the original. And um, the cute grandmother who I liked in the original was not here. Instead, they put a sister. But I kind of liked that addition and that change because the sister is about the same age as Mulan. So they're both kind of meeting the marriage uh, counselor or matchmaker. So you're kind of seeing, you know, you're seeing more like a tomboyish girl going through this matchmaking process and like a more traditional girl who's just following the ways of your, your traditional family that yes I must dress up and be proper and pour the tea this way and get married to you know a, a well-to-do family and blah 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 so so I like that I like that okay fine you they remove the grandmother but they put the sister so you kind of have like two versions of women like young women in this society and you have one who's like I'm gonna do what I want to do because I am you know Mulan, you know, and the other one just going with the flow. But she uses her sister Mulan as she looks up to her. Uh, basically, you know, you see that more. But yeah, I mean, those are I would say are the main changes. And uh, you know, we won't talk about third act and the final, you know, climax of the film or anything. Uh, yeah. So I feel like 
obviously um as someone who didn't grow up with the original Mulan film this one when i initially saw it i was like yeah it's a pretty competently well made film it's beautifully shot uh the actors do a good job with the material that they have but then when you really com- start comparing it to the original animated one you're like wow this is actually not as solid as the original animated one even though it might be aimed for kids it had more slapstick comedy it had a stronger message it did a better job of showing that an ordinary girl could stand up and rise to the occasion and fight for her family and i can see it being far more inspirational than this one so while i appreciate the fact that it's great that disney took the decision to retell the who mulan legend uh i feel like they didn't make a better movie than the original animated one now it's mm. it's probably better than doing something like what the recent aladdin remake was which was essentially a couple of songs were moved around some story beats were different but it was pretty much a shot for shot remake with different actors uh similarly i felt like most of the other disney remakes have been like that and especially and that problem is definitely exaggerated in the lion king remake that i've heard is extremely uh, uh slavish to its original source material which is the original animated movie so while i appreciate the fact that they tried to change things up it wasn't for the best so i don't think this was necessarily a successful experiment and i really would like disney to kind of go back to the drawing board and instead of bringing their renaissance movies into the and doing a new take on the renaissance movies where pe- people have a very strong affinity affinity towards i would rather they look into other folk folklore legends and tell completely new stories live action and i'd be completely fine with that because then i'm not comparing it to something that came before which was a lot more whimsical because it was something that i grew up as a child with yeah and and they don't need to focus on live action remakes at all or i mean live action films as such i mean they had huge success with films like frozen and moana i mean they can focus on those you know those are animated films of a different for a different generation with songs you know more disney princesses and they're a massive success both those films were huge successes so mm-hmm. i i feel like just you know going back and just doing a remake or you know like what you know we're labeling this as a quote unquote retelling i yeah i just again i would say yes it might be a step in the right direction it's a little bit more fresh compared to the other ones we've mentioned but Yeah I I just I don't see the appeal in these kinds of remakes when the originals like it's not like the originals are some I don't know super outdated black and white film or something you know there you watch you watch Lion King today you watch Mulan today Hercules Tarzan any of these um you know the high definition digital quality blu-ray whatever you know 4k or they might have of certain uh, even some of the old ones they're they're gorgeous they look like any animated thing of today they, there's no need they, those films are not dated the messages are not dated the songs are not dated the animation the quality none of it is so i mean beauty and the beast okay maybe because it's it's much older compared to the 90s animated films we're talking about but even then like i i don't see the need or the requirement except for you know you know disney just 
making a quick buck. But it's not even a quick buck. You know, this film, as you mentioned, it's a $200 million budget. And it didn't even get a worldwide theatrical release. You know, in, in, in its biggest market in the U.S., it got a Disney Plus release. And in China, it's not being received well at all because of, you know, the things we spoke about at the beginning of the episode. So this film's not going to, it's not going to be a win for Disney. It doesn't seem it's going to be a win for Disney yeah, at all. It's definitely not a win for Disney if you consider all the controversy surrounding it, whether it's uh, the statements by the actress uh, playing Mulan or the fact that they shot the movie in the places where they have those Uyghur encampments. So this is so, definitely not for disney it just makes it's everything is a very bad look for disney at the moment with this when it comes to this movie yeah and plus you know releasing it during a pandemic so i, I just feel like this this film is, is kind of plagued with controversy and write this off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just and yeah i i actually feel bad for nikki caro because she has done some very impressive films and i feel like she tried with this i'm not saying that she was just taking a check from disney and phoning it in this is not a film that left a lasting impression for me it could work for some people i'm not saying that oh it didn't work for me it won't work for anyone no it it probably would work for some people but for me personally i can I, i mean from what you've said as well i think we both are in agreement that this film was although a slight step in the right direction was ultimately still another disappointing remake of disney trying to milk the cash cow so this is not going to be a successful hit like lion king and aladdin still made a lot of money so i mean on that note i mean unless you have uh anything else to add on to that irfan not really (laughs) okay yeah honestly this is really not that like yeah this is one of those films to our listeners out there who haven't watched it you know don't don't let this take you away from the experience If, if you are interested in watching it go for it i mean that's what me and irfan did right and a lot of people are you have an interest Watch it once and then, you know, decide for yourself. For us, it was not our cup of tea. Um, I would definitely rather watch the original, and I've seen it multiple times, and I still enjoy it. This, I don't think I would watch it even a second time. It, there's nothing bringing me back to it at all. So, yeah, on that note, I want to thank you, Irfan, for joining me on this episode, and I'm sure many more to come. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I want to thank our listeners as well for joining us on this episode. And until next time, I'll see you at the movies.